Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Hey everybody, this is Jerry, and I just want to let you know that in this episode, we have Jared Easley from Star of the Doubts podcast. Jared's somebody that both Brendan and I look up to. He's one of the first podcasts that we listened to, and we got him on the show. And in this episode, you're going to hear Jared share with us his love for Nutella. Uh, you're going to hear Brendan and I go fanboy, geek out mode uh, while Jared is with us. But there's also a lot of neat things that you want to stay tuned in for. Uh, for example, Jared shares with us his insights on what it takes to get out of the rut. Whatever your rut is in life, how simple it is to begin the journey out of that rut. He also shares with us his insights on what it takes to collaborate towards success. And I, I just want to challenge you as you listen to this episode, don't just listen to what Jared is saying, but also keep in mind how he's interacting with Brandon and I. Jared mentions what it takes to be a noticer, and Jared is living that out in this very interview. He's being the noticer of both Brandon and I on Beyond the Rut, and I love it. So don't just listen to what Jared has to say. Listen to how he's saying it and apply that to your life. Thanks for listening. Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Rut Podcast. I'm your host, Jerry, and I've got with me Brandon Cunningham. Brandon, say I'm wearing a t-shirt and it's full of Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid? Yeah. <laughs> I was trying. Now, if you're new to Beyond the Rut Podcast, this is the weekly podcast about inspiring and equipping you to make your own path and live the life you always dreamed of beyond the rut. And oftentimes we bring in a guest to talk with us, and sometimes we don't. But this is one of those episodes where we do have a guest, and he's a really cool one. In fact, I've been listening to his podcast for years, Starve the Doubts. So that's Jared Easley. And just to tell you a little bit about Jared Easley, uh, he is a genuine entrepreneur. He's been called the Zig Ziglar of the podcasting world. And in the past couple of years, he started a podcast, written a book, and co-founded the podcast movement, which I'm actually bugging Liv to try to let me go this year. Or at least next year, <laughs> uh, which is the world's largest international podcasting only conference. Uh, Jared is a noticer, motivator, friend, and power content creator, and he has found the way to do all of these things and still keep his family first. Jared, how are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm great. And my t-shirts have stains because that is the badge of being a parent. Yeah. And anybody who's pretending that their clothes aren't stained, it is not in the reality that I live in. And so... I, I hear Kool-Aid stains, and I, I up you, man. I got, uh, yeah, I got all kinds of funky juice and milk stains, and that's that's how we roll. Exactly. That's awesome. that's what being a parent's all about. We actually refer it to is. our living it room is. carpet. Oh, Jerry, can I say something real quick? Yeah, I, go for it. You know, it's funny is it, there have been years and years and years when I've been in moments where I'm meeting people for the first time, and they ask me, what's your name? And I say, Jared. And, and they'd say, oh, it's good to meet you, Jerry. <laughs> Are you I'm serious? Like, I'm like... Why is that? Jared's not that uncommon. And then for a long, long time, I would say Jared like the subway guy, but I can't tell that joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Not like the subway guy. Well, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't tell that one. It's funny not to hear anymore, you say but. that because I have to go around saying my name's Jerry like Tom and Jerry because when I don't, my name changes to Jeremy Jeffrey. And I oh, kid man. you not, there, when I was in real estate, there was a lady who uh, – she was a realtor also. She'd call me Steve. 
<laughs> worked on her for four transactions. Wow. She called me Steve the whole time. I'm like, seriously? Like, here's my business card. So, I would just start calling her random names like yeah. Linda, <laughs> Ethel, oh, and Gertrude, and you know, yeah. she'd get the hint. See, Jared, you're smart. I always use like Betty or <laughs> Ethel when I refer to other women. That way, I'm never using one that can be used against me. My wife was like, "Well, who is that?" It's like, no, I don't know anybody named Betty or Ethel. So, oh, gosh. well, I had to, I had to fix my profile. Uh, 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 Jerry was asking for, "Do you have a little bio? Maybe we could share some at the beginning." And, and I sent him my bio, and I had to take out, you know, I'm, I'm a husband. I'm you know, a dad, I'm a boyfriend. Oh, I should probably take out the boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. You got to be one or the other. You can't be both. <laughs> I, I, I'm joking, of course. So, Jared, um, I I just mentioned that, you know, you're, you're on Starve the Doubts, and you've got yes. a couple of guys on there with you. Uh, Kamanzi Constable's been on there as a guest host. Jody Mayberry, we've actually had on the show with us. And uh, part of what built this relationship between us was Nutella. <laughs> Which fascinated <laughs> me when Jerry would tell me the story. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I think where I was going with that was tell us a little bit more about yourself that I didn't get to cover in the uh, the intro. Oh, well, I have Nutella stains on my shirt too. So <laughs> I, I want to make you know, you know let the record reflect that. But uh, yeah, I I am a Nutella fan, and that's probably not what the answer you're looking for. But <laughs> man, I, I've had so much fun engagement with uh, Jody and you and and a few other people, um, and it just started from a podcast where we we got on the topic of Nutella and then next thing you know that you know over a year later there's still jokes on Twitter about Nutella and I I think that's one of the beauties of uh podcasting is is you know you just create a, a fun rapport and uh something funny with people and and then even you know months later it still comes up and it's just kind of a fun way to to interact so to your point uh I host a podcast and um, much like Beyond the Rut, I, I definitely encourage people to listen to Beyond the Rut. And then if you run out of episodes because they haven't posted their next one yet, you know, you can check <laughs> out some of the Star of the Doubt stuff. But I've been doing it now over three years and over 300 episodes. And it's it's wow. been life-changing. And I don't say that in a cheesy, emotional way. But what I mean by that is um, I was able to get some confidence that I was lacking, I think, before. And because there's a learning curve to podcasting, it's not as simple as just, <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it, it, do, it does take a little bit of time to become self-aware, to uh, get more comfortable speaking on a microphone and, and having dialogue with friends and stuff, not just uh, on a phone. But, you know, OK, now this is being recorded and people are going to listen to this around the world. And they actually <laughs> do. And you're learning this, Jerry and, and Brandon, you know. I mean, th there will be times when I've received messages from people uh, from Africa or from <laughs> Singapore or from New Zealand or from, you know, just all these random places. And I just think, wow, um, <laughs> just just when I think oh, nobody's really listening, they, they do listen. And, and you're like, um, why? Why are y'all listening? <laughs> well, I, I, you know, that was my first thought. Why are y'all listening to me? <laughs> I mean, I have wondered that. Uh, but uh, ho hopefully what that does uh, is that motivates you to continue to, to try to come up with something that's um, fun and entertaining and informative and valuable. And, and so that's been the effort that's been put forward with the Star of the Doubts podcast and um, there have been times when I thought, well, this is crazy. I should just probably just hang this up. But as soon as I'm starting to feel that way, I'll hear from somebody and it'll encourage me to, Hey, no, this is still a good thing. And it, it's, it's at a bare minimum. It's allowing me to meet new people. It's allowing me to have great guests kind of like you're doing, uh, Jerry and Brandon, we were bringing guests on your show. It's the same 
type of opportunity with Star of the Doubts. And so I've really enjoyed those connections. And those connections have made me smarter. They've built my network. They've given me ideas for businesses that I'm now uh, involved in uh, heavily. And it's just it's inspired me. I'm trying things that I probably wouldn't normally have had the courage to try. And I think a lot of it is just uh, hearing stories of other people that have navigated through some of the craziness and, and found themselves on the other end and worked through some stuff and, and had some exciting things happen because they were bold and, and willing to try something. So I love podcasting. and <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's a little bit about uh, Star of the Doubts and what we're up to over there. Awesome. I, I know we didn't bring you on to talk specifically about podcasting, but it, you, you just made me think of a question I wanted to ask you. And so this is kind of the curveball question. Uh, when you first started, did you like the sound of your own voice? Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into Capshow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. Capshow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. Well, it's hard for me to go back and listen to some of the initial episodes <laughs> exactly. because of that. I mean, it, it's... At the time, I was, yeah. I was gung-ho, and I probably listened to those episodes, you know, 30 times. Probably <laughs> not that many, but now that it's been, you know, a few years into it, I go back and listen. I do. I kind of cringe. And I think, oh, <laughs> it's horrible. It's like, yeah, how I did just, I ever I, get you, here you when I started tell, there? <laughs> I just, you know, I was so, you know, not not confident and not used to what I was doing. But, you know, you got to start somewhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that, yeah. was my, that was my somewhere, and. I don't have any regrets. It was fun. Awesome. I was thinking about that because when we first started, uh, we had another guy on the show, Sean Albright, and Sean and Brandon, every time they recorded, they, they just would dog out their own voices. And I, and I yeah. told them, hey, <laughs> I went through the same thing the first 35 to 40 episodes of Family Time Q&A. You eventually get used to it and you realize that's how the rest of the world hears you. Like yeah. We hear our own voices through the, the sinus cavities in our skulls <laughs> and through the fluid yes. in our heads. And so we hear it differently. And so Brandon you know, eventually got used to it. So I, I think you have. <laughs> I, I, I think I have because I just assume everybody wants to listen to me, so I have to speak. But I, I think that for me, what I loved about the title of your podcast was starve the doubts and, 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 you know, contributed heavily to uh, us doing this, but also with beyond the rut, it's like just that fear that you can come up with a million excuses. Why not to do this? You know, nobody ever wants to hear you. You sound weird or whatever, but then you touch somebody's life and, and we have fun with this. So it's, it's worth doing. And, and everything that we really, I think are called to do in life is going to take you getting out of that comfort zone and just saying, you know, I'm going to just risk it. The worst thing that can happen to you is really nothing. Nobody pays attention and nothing happens. <laughs> well, let me, let me tell you a story where somebody does pay attention. This is a little off topic, but our friend Jody Mayberry, who you've had a, as a guest on the show, he recently put out an episode on his podcast, and it was about your voicemail, your voicemail message yes. when people call you. And I was listening to it, and I was like, you know, I don't have a voicemail message. I just have this generic um, you know, message that comes with the phone. And I'm, I, I got bold and I thought, I'm going to create a message, but I want it to be funny. I want it to be 
me and my personality, but I got to come up with something good. And at the time, um, not being able to be more creative, I, I imitated my mom. <laughs> and I basically was like, hey, you, you've reached Jared's phone. You know, this is my son. You know, leave a message. It's, you know, technology. Sometimes awesome. you miss calls. <laughs> I, I, I basically went on this little cheesy rant about, you know, me missing a call but wanting to call somebody back pretending I'm a mom. That's and awesome. I forgot about <laughs> and then next thing you know is I'm getting voicemails and some people are laughing and then some people are like uh, you should probably change that Jared you know, oh. like, like, it's like, not very I professional don't know if it reflects professional you know being professional and I'm like oh man you know I was trying to you know learn from a podcast episode and take action and then people are saying I'm unprofessional oh, I love that. <laughs> oh well you know, it, I'll probably change it after this episode now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm going to change mine now after this episode. Uh, well, when well, I heard, yeah, let me know what it is and I'll call it. I, and I, yeah, we'll swap voicemail messages because it, it's That'd actually awesome. kind of funny. Uh, when I heard Jody share his example of his voicemail greeting, I, I blurted out, he totally ripped off my daughters uh, because hers is I'm either dancing, eating, or sleeping. And, oh, I remember you telling me oh, like, okay. oh, Jody. <laughs> gets coached by my daughter i think so there's a good lesson uh, in there too a great voicemail message yes that's a great lesson to just like you said take action don't just listen to the podcast and think well that that was some good information if you don't take action on it then it's just entertainment at that point <laughs> well i was entertained and i'm, I'm yeah i took action and <laughs> i've had some people harshly judge me because of that uh, <laughs> That's good. I, I tend to be a bit goofier yep. at work. And, you know, there's always that person who's very serious. You got to be professional. And I'm thinking, you know, if you got to be that serious all the time, uh, it's not so fun. Those people attract my attention. If they're really? more serious than me, then I go after them. And I just, I do everything I can to annoy them with you just because <laughs> they're so serious. Just to see if you can make them I crack. I appreciate you saying that, Jerry. I had the same mindset. I was like, hey, this is funny. Ha ha. I'm laughing at this. Yeah. But not everybody gets my sense of humor. Uh, <laughs> maybe that's okay. Or, or maybe I need to you know, be a little more professional. I don't know. It's like my wife says, maybe not everybody happy. thinks you're funny. I said, well, they should. <laughs> <laughs> well, I laughed. So. There you go. You got at least one laugh there, Brandon. And, and then an awkward one from me. So there we go. <laughs> I've had awkward laughs from, from Jerry, and, it, and it's even more awkward when it's in written text on exactly. social media. So exactly. Thank, thank you for that, Jerry. Uh, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm still not sure how question. Nutella has not noticed you guys yet. That just I know. cracks me up. Where's our sponsorship contract? Nutella? Oh, man, that would be a dream. That would be <laughs> lifetime <laughs> supply of Nutella. Do they just pay you in pallets of Nutella? that one jar I've had for a year. That's amazing. <laughs> that reminds me, I still owe Jody Mayberry a jar of Nutella for coming on the show. <laughs> oh, man. We guys, bribed well, him. That's a bargain. Yeah. yeah, you got him for a bargain, if, if that's all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, he, we've got him on Twitter. He said he'd be on the show for a jar of Nutella. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and I've asked him for his address and said, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He'll, 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 he's not going to say no to Nutella. Yeah, he's definitely. <laughs> <Awesome. that. laughs> so as a as if we haven't broken the ice now, but yeah. I've, I've got this question written. I got to ask you, uh, <laughs> uh, what's the best concert you've ever attended? No, I'm kidding. No, that's your question. <laughs> uh, well, I'm excited about a concert now. I don't get to answer the question. But, uh, okay. But uh, one thing we do like to ask is, what's something about you that people would not know just by looking at you? 
Well, I'm going to answer the concert question. Anyway. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, I, I, the, the reason we're laughing is uh, that's a question for the it's, longest time I'd always launch the podcast with because it, it just kind of gets people talking. And it's some people have been like, that's a terrible question to ask. It's so irrelevant. <laughs> and then some people are like, oh, I love it. Um, Taylor Swift, Kamanzi you know, Constable. Some, I mean, some. But uh, <laughs> for me, I, I was actually looking on Facebook the other day. And when I, when I was growing up, I listened to this particular um, uh, Christian rap group and i know that sounds kind of cheesy and funny but um, i was really into them growing up and i was i just saw a, a post yesterday that they're they have they're having this big announcement and they've been broken up since like 2001 oh, and snap. and i was like oh my gosh are they getting back together are they putting together an album are they doing a tour I know so I'm, this is. I'm like like signed up for their mailing list now i'm i'm eagerly gonna get on facebook tomorrow to see what their announcement is and uh, if they're doing a reunion concert, you better believe I'm going to go see DC Talk. Because awesome. <laughs> that's who I want to see. Yeah. And so, yeah, that, that would probably be one of my more better concerts. I've ever been to. Oh, awesome. A total tangent. Thank you for <clears throat> indulging me. Hey, um, no problem. Thanks for letting that, me use that, that question. <laughs> yeah. One thing that people might not know about me is that I, uh, I was in the Navy and I was actually on a submarine. Oh, and, cool. Yeah. I mean, I was drive a submarine underwater um, <laughs> awesome it, uh, yeah i mean it sounds a lot cooler than it was but <laughs> yeah anyway, i didn't stay in the navy for a reason and i think the uh, acronym for navy is never again volunteer yourself and that's probably <laughs> probably one yeah. of the biggest takeaways i had for being enlisted in the navy but uh, that's probably something most people wouldn't know about me but you get to drive awesome. a multi-million dollar piece of equipment underwater without being able to see where you're going that's yes, pretty impressive. Yes. True yeah. to all of that. <laughs> I, I was in the Coast Guard, and, and I say the same thing. Yeah, it was, it was not the best cruise I'd ever been on. When somebody asked me if I want to go on a cruise, and it's like, I've been on a cruise. The service wasn't that good. The food wasn't that good. But uh, Well, that's not the cruise they were referring to. Yeah, it paid- <laughs> I, my, family, my family and I just went on a family cruise, and it was the best, one of the best times I've ever had. I always say it paid for college, so that's it, it served its there purpose. I, I enjoyed it while it lasted, but I was okay when it didn't last much longer. <laughs> oh, man. So you guys have like water boat stories that you could swap. I'm yeah. sure landlubber <laughs> army guy here. I, I won't speak for Jared, but among the sailors of the, the great sailors of the world, I'm not listed anywhere. <laughs> so. yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm not either, which is why <laughs> most people wouldn't know that about me. And um, I'm, I'm okay with that, actually. What's funny is uh, my father-in-law my wife's dad he was also in the navy and he was also a submariner and his experience was completely different from mine jerry he loved it and loved yeah. it so much that now he's you know he's in a much older and and but he's he's been out for years but he has the belt buckles and, yep you know the, the the kind of the funny stuff that people wear and uh and then when i was first dating rachel he would always want to talk to me about the navy and i would humor <laughs> him but i was always like i don't want to talk about the navy because i didn't <laughs> I didn't enjoy the experience, and I don't want to sound negative and unappreciative. And uh, now, now he knows better, and so it doesn't come up anymore. <laughs> there forever, That's it was so funny. awkward. It was like he had a great experience, and yeah. I, I didn't have that experience. I wonder I, if it's something like, like the further away you get from that time in service, the more proud you get of it. Because I remember when yeah. I first got out, I was like, oh, man, I'm glad I'm out of that abusive relationship. <laughs> and you know, 12, 13 years later, I'm like, you know what? I was a soldier in the United States Army. And yep. I mean, I don't go walking around with the hats or the belt buckles <laughs> or have the sticker on totally my car or anything. Yeah. 
Well, uh, just yesterday, I live in uh, the Fort Lauderdale area, so it's, it's not too uncommon to have Navy uh, people come through here. And uh, I saw some people in there dress whites, mm-hmm. and they were walking out on the Los Olas Boulevard there. It's kind of a co- popular uh, area in Fort Lauderdale. And and I remember there for a moment, I, I kind of had that walk down Amnesia Lane, <laughs> uh, you know, thinking back to that time. And, and I remember thinking, if I, if I was on the same side of the street as them, which I wasn't, they were on the other side. But if I was walking by them, I would have stopped and thanked them and, yeah. and because I remember what it was like. And for them to be, you know, in the service now, I know that's not easy, and I appreciate what they do. Absolutely. So I, I would say I, I do have a p- greater appreciation for people that are, are serving in the military. And on days like Veterans Day and stuff, when you post that picture of you in your uniform exactly. on Facebook or whatever, <laughs> people just love that. And it, it is kind of cool to think, hey, I'm, I'm thankful that I did it. Right. Yeah. And that's me. I, I'm just thankful to have been a part of it. That, that makes it really cool. Um, one of the things that, that we try to focus on with our podcast is just getting people to that point where they're tired of just existing. And so the, well, the past main, that point, cause they're probably already at that point. Past that. Yeah, they're there, <laughs> but we want to push them past it. So my question for you really is, it's what made you decide you were just kind of done doing uh, the same old, same old, and you were going to break out and, and jump into this podcasting world. And for, in some respects, create the pos- podcasting world. Well, for me, I was in a, a, a bad cycle of negativity, and I was in a, a position at a, a, a company that I wasn't pleased with, and I was working with some people that were very difficult to get along with, and I found myself just letting negativity take over, and I'd come home, and I would complain, and when I was on the phone with friends, I'd complain, and and it just consumed me, and I remember my wife and I went on a, uh, a trip for our one-year anniversary, and um, you know, we're supposed to be on this trip enjoying our, our time together and, and just uh, celebrating the one year. And yet all I can talk about is, oh, let me tell you about this and this happened <laughs> and so-and-so did this. And she finally just stops me and like, I don't want to hear it anymore. She's like, either quit or get another job, but just I don't want to hear about it. Don't, don't talk about it to me anymore. And that was a big wake-up call, like, whoa, you know, like mm-hmm. I need to uh, – really reevaluate what's going on. And, and that led to, uh, me, you know, taking a deeper dive into some personal development, listening to some podcasts, which encouraged me to, uh, take a deeper plunge. And, uh, that ultimately led to me starting the podcast and, and things like that. But, uh, I won't get into every detail of that, but I, I'm, I'm thankful that I went through that, uh, because it, it allowed me to really get focused where I was, I mean, I could have reacted in a negative way and just been like, ah, forget these people, I'm going to move on. But I didn't react that way. I actually decided, hey, I'm going to give this another shot. I'm going to try to be grateful. I'm going to try to be a good steward of this opportunity and treat people with respect and, and just uh, really be more focused. And, and in doing so, um, it has created a number of, of amazing things. After about two years of doing that, I was the top biller in the entire organization, which I thought was impossible um, <laughs> before before I did it. Um, and, and you know, it just a, a, a wave of momentum. And then ultimately, I ended up leaving that organization and going to work for another company. But what happened is that company didn't make enough money, and they let loose a bunch of employees right before Christmas. Wow. This was a few years ago, and I remember feeling devastated, thinking, "Oh man, you know, I've." I've made a bad decision here. I left this great company I was doing really well with <laughs> to go to this other place. And then, you know, over a year I get let go. Uh, but what happened was I, this other company that I used to work for came back to me and said, Hey, we, we'd like to have you back. And I said, well, 
I'd be interested in coming back. Sorry, I got a, a little oh. phone there. Oh, that was you. Uh, <laughs> so we both looked at each other <laughs> and said, what? <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. I'm pointing uh, at Brandon like, how could you, Brandon? <laughs> yeah, editor, clean that up. So, uh, w- But, yeah, the, the point of that is um, the diligence and the, the uh, just being a good steward led to me a few years later getting a call from them saying, hey, we'd like to have you back. And I told them, well, I, I now have a business. I have a few things that I'm doing, so to come back full-time, I'm just not in a position to do that. And they eventually worked out an agreement with me where I could come back as a, a contractor. Okay. And wow. so now I get to come back and I get to do some projects with that organization, and I get paid, uh, I consider, reasonably well to do that. And you know, I think a lot of these opportunities that I now enjoy, I would have never ever been able to have them if I had not weathered through that storm when I was in that rut and been able to really just focus and and do the right thing, be a good steward of the opportunity. And it didn't pay off right away, but over time (laughs) it paid off in the sense of me being the the top biller for the organization. And then a few years later now getting the chance to come back and work with them as a a contractor and and having complete flexibility with how I do that. Um, I want to say one other thing about this rut question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and this is something that might be a little it's going to sound a little bit contrarian or counterintuitive but I was just talking to my sister uh, this morning and this came up um that's possible somebody's going to listen to this and and they're in a, a tough position that maybe they feel stuck maybe they feel like they're in that rut and the last thing they can think of is oh now I have to go do more and <laughs> for yeah. someone who's feeling that way I completely get that I've been in moments where I've been exhausted, I've been tired, I've been burned out, and the idea of now i got to go take more action, I just can't <laughs> even think that way. And, and for someone especially who has kids and family responsibilities and work and home and all, all these things, I, they're probably nodding their heads and I get that. And what I would encourage someone who's in that moment, who's in that type of rut, is sometimes the biggest action you can take is not going and doing something uh, the massive and, and, and this big thing, but maybe it's just right in front of you. Maybe it's just being a good steward of being a parent. Maybe it's a good steward of your job, you know, showing up on time, doing exactly what you need to do, taking it a little step further, or doing your absolute best within, you know, the strength that you have. Um, maybe it's just showing more kindness and love to your spouse. It doesn't have to be, I went out and wrote this book, or I went out and climbed Mount Everest, or, or whatever it is. Maybe it's as simple as, just be a good steward of what's right in front of you right now, and don't worry about anything beyond that. And that is that is moving beyond the rut. That's taking action, even if it's not glamorous or sexy. It might not be the cool podcast answer, but I think for some people, that's the encouragement that you need is you don't need to do anything other than just be a good steward of where you are in the moment. And, and I love that, that phrase, bloom where planted. Right. You know, sometimes we're in scenarios oh, that seem yeah. crazy and you're like, oh, I'm stuck and this is terrible. Uh, if you can just try to say, I'm going to be a good, responsible person in this moment and do my absolute best, that is taking action that will lead you to greater things. Great opportunities open up when you're a good steward of smaller opportunities. So that's my encouragement is maybe no, you don't have to go do and overwhelm yourself with all this stuff. Just focus with what you're on, what you're, you know, what's right in front of you right now. Okay, Jared, we'll hire you. You're hired. Okay, come on. <laughs> Are you replacing me now? What's going on here? Yep, you're gone, Jerry. See you. Uh, <laughs> People will still call me Jerry even if I did replace you. Exactly. We won't even have to change anything. I'm going to go around calling myself Jared just so people get my name right. So there we go. <laughs> well, what's great about what you said, though, and we've, we've done a, a, 
a podcast that, about uh, just doing the, your best with what you have, you know, and, and instead of, you don't have to do a bunch of stuff, just be a good steward is, is a great way to put it is just use what you have. You don't need a, a publisher or, you know, start a huge business with 50 stores or something. Just use what's in front of you. And it's amazing what attitude and just you being a good steward can do in your life. Just turn it around completely. And another aspect of that we also did a podcast on was having the support of your your spouse, be it a, a wife or a husband, because a lot of times, and I know this is true of us, you you say you're going to do something, but then you don't follow through. You're not taking care of the little things, so they stop believing in you doing big things. So when you do the little things well, the big things will come automatically. You don't have to worry about the big things. I totally agree with that, and I find that is so true time and time again. I had a, a friend actually asked me last night, hey, what are you up to right now? And I've said, well, I've actually scaled back on a few things. <laughs> and they're like kind of, what? You, you know, it's just this idea that we kind of, we have to go for something bigger and, you know, right. we have to create this success and that success, you know, appears as dollar signs in our bank account or all these things. And I, I, I think, uh, man, what about the person that's – tired and they're they're just struggling to get through the day that's true you know that's what that's what i say is is love your kids love your spouse you know show up on time do what you got to do and and that is beyond the rut that's moving that's making progress that's awesome that's yeah. being responsible it's just changing your path even one degree you just keep oh, yeah. following right. that new direction Absolutely. you will go over that bank and come out of that rut i'm getting yeah. all visual here now there you go <laughs> yeah, so we, you may, don't, we may you, have to make a movie now <laughs> <laughs> story Bruce, yeah. Oh, wait, Bruce Lee. <laughs> who would star? Who would star as you, Brandon? If there was a movie for Beyond the Road. Oh wow! There we go. Throw his question right back at him. I'm thinking it would probably be like a Jim Carrey or something. That would be my Jim hope. Jim Carrey. I was thinking. I didn't uh, see that what, coming. What, what's the guy that's on? Um, oh man, what's the guy that's on Tron? You know what I'm talking about? Jeff the, Bridges. Uh, Jeff Bridges. Yes. Jeff Bridges. Hey, yeah. I'll take Jeff that Bridges. one too. I, I can see that. Yeah. I'll, I'll take what about Jeff you? Bridges. What about you, Jerry? Uh, you know, sadly, I'm thinking Danny DeVito. I think Jerry's uh, full of confidence. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he's well-spoken. I would have went with Clooney he's handsome, or something. He's yeah. smart. I mean, yeah. um, I've actually heard he's got a great personality outside of, of the set. Uh, a friend mm -hmm. of mine uh, worked at a golf course where Danny DeVito was playing with his grandkids and mm -hmm. a big tipper, all that kind of stuff. But anyway, yeah, Danny DeVito, just personality-wise, I think. He's a great yeah. example of somebody that's used what he had. You know, he yes. wasn't George Clooney. He's not seven feet tall. He used what he had, and he made a great career out of it. I think it. he would have been an awesome action star, you know, but there you go. he took a different path, I guess. Well, <laughs> not everybody wants to start, obviously, a podcast, but if, if you did, and that's kind of where you're heading – one of the ways that, that you can do it is listen to other podcasts. But if your goal is just to start a, a business and you want to grow your audience, we obviously brought you on because we, we just think you're great and we enjoy hanging out with you. But you've also written a book that we've read and, and the book's really good. So you want to talk a little bit about uh, podcasting good to great, how to grow your audience through collaboration or just write a book with a really long title? I do. I <laughs> I don't want to make sure that the answer to this is really long. So no, the, <laughs> take that, the point of that book was uh, people are, are regardless of it's a, whatever you're working on, you want to try to get the the most visibility as possible and hopefully resonate with your target people. Uh, so that said, how do you do that? How do, how do you create this this greater network? And um, 
I did a presentation on this for in that case it was for podcasters and and the feedback was so encouraging that it compelled me to say okay I'm going to go and repurpose this somehow <laughs> from a presentation into something else but I don't know what that is and you know I I at that point I was afraid to write a book Jerry and Brandon because <laughs> I had never done it. And I thought, well, that's why I podcast. I'm not a writer. And, um, you know, I I'd had all these excuses on why I shouldn't do that. <laughs> and then I saw someone else who I knew. Um, he put out a book on Amazon, self-published. And, you know, he, he maybe didn't sell tons of, of books, but he sold enough that in his particular category, he hit the number one spot. And I remember just being super excited for him. But then I thought, well, if he can do that, I know <laughs> I can do that. Exactly. And, and um, so that was the, the, you know, that's what compelled me to say, okay, I'm going to figure this out. I'm just going to write this thing. So I took a presentation that had reasonable feedback and then repurposed it into a book. Uh, had not, not huge expectations, but um, I just shared, you know, mainly what was in that and put it out self-published. And it did. It became a, a number one bestseller on Amazon for that category. And uh, I think um, to this date, I still get people that buy that book in Amazon that find me that don't listen to the podcast, that don't know about anything else that I do. <laughs> oh, wow. They don't know me at all, but they find that book and they read it and then it's a, a new connection. Wow. It's like a discovery tool. So whether or not I made uh, you know, lots of money off the book is irrelevant, but what's happened for sure is I've made just awesome, awesome friends and connections of people that read the book and then reached out to me after or while reading it. And so... Um, to answer your question, I, I think the mindset going into um, creating a greater network is one of, of trying to notice people first. And I, I right. kind of go into that in the book, and, and I believe you remember that. I encourage people to be the noticer because a lot of, a lot of people at their core, they want to be appreciated. They want to be noticed. And when you are someone that notices others and appreciates others, what that will typically do is that will create a rapport with that person for people that I know that are noticing me or that, uh, you know, have paid attention to something that I've been doing. I, I think, Hey, that Jerry, that Brandon, those are good guys, man. I really like them. That's a, that's the, usually the first thing that pops in my head when, when I'm experiencing that kind of connection with a person. Mm -hmm. And so I say, be the noticer, make sure it's authentic. And, and, um, when you're noticing other people and what will happen is, is there will be a rapport that's created where in most cases that person will appreciate you. And then over time, as you do that, I found that, uh, re that the rapport will yield reciprocity. And it may come time for Brandon to put out a book or Brandon's working on some kind of new business or he's got some new idea that he wants to share with people online or whatever it is. And I'm immediately more interested in what Brandon's doing or what he's sharing or what right. he's uh, releasing because of the kindness that he constantly showed to me so that when Brandon's saying, Hey, I've got this book or I've got this thing, I'm, I'm saying, Hey, I, I want to check that out because I like Brandon. Brandon's mm -hmm. a good guy. And because I like Brandon, I want to support him, you know, and uh, that's not going to always be true. But for the most part, that's a, a reasonable way to, to handle yourself is right. always try to, to be someone who notices others in a genuine manner that will, in most cases, create rapport which will over time yield reciprocity is not a quick fix for so for the person that says <laughs> i want twitter uh i want a new twitter profile tomorrow and then when, within two <laughs> weeks i need ten thousand followers that's this is not the way to do that right. but um but it is a powerful way to 
build your connections. And when you have a lot of good, strong, authentic connections, that will help you with whatever idea that you're wanting to share. I think relationships is, is what it's all about. And when, when reading through there, it, what you were talking about, you know, you can buy 10,000 followers or however those things work on Twitter, but building authentic relationships is completely different than just building a bunch of people. You know, you can get a lot of people to pay attention to you, but do you have a relationship with those people in some way? One of the things you mentioned in the book was your reach up strategy and reach down strategy. Like what, it, what is, is, is that basically what this is? reaching up and reaching down. Okay. So when you say this, what, what do you, what do you mean by that? The, the relationships being, being authentic with the people and noticing what they're doing. Is that part of the reach up, reach down? Or did I totally misunderstand that? No, no. I, I, I think it all boils down to the noticing, which creates the rapport, which yields the reciprocity. I absolutely, uh, reaching up and reaching down. Uh, when I think of that, what I think of is, um, there are some people who are higher up the mountain than you are, and so, and in some cases, it will make sense for you to learn from people who have experience with what you're interested in. And, um, but, but I also say that with caution. You don't want to necessarily chase people. Uh, there can be a, um, uh, I've seen this time and time again online where people kind of um, over celebrate a specific guru or something. And, <laughs> Right. That uh, can actually be detrimental to your progress rather, you know, you're building their dream rather than, you know, building your own. So I, I think it's wise to see how other people have done things and, and learn from people. Uh, but I also think it's uh, it's even better when you can see who's someone further down the mountain and how can I be a source of encouragement to them as they're making their way up. And uh, so when you say reach up, reach down, that's what I think of. I think, you, you know, you're, you're looking around to see who you can learn from that has a good track record of success, that also has a good reputation that treats people well. And then you're wanting to, uh, you know, learn those things, apply those things, and then hopefully um, be gracious and, and encourage those that are not quite where you are but are heading in that direction. And I think that's a, a nice way to a nice way to live and a nice way to treat others. <laughs> Absolutely. So would you say it would be wise to maybe write a book about, you know, stop chasing influencers? <laughs> <laughs> well, we did write a book called Stop Chasing Influencers. And the reason for that was we see people get stuck. They, they're in that rut. Right. And for them, it's, it's, they're so focused on maybe trying to learn new material from, you know, the super guru that they're not actually growing their own uh, idea and, and everyone has a unique gift and everyone has a purpose to fulfill. And my encouragement is, is not, it's not beating up the, the people who are famous or, you know, who've done well for themselves and who are high up the mountain. I think it's, it's more about you have a journey that, uh, you, you have an opportunity to go out and fulfill your purpose and, and bless people and uh, do something that creates value and, and don't get stuck, uh, being so focused on other people that you're not, doing what you should be doing. And, and so I've seen that happen time and time again. So that book, Stop Chasing Influencers, was a, a kind of a, a cool title, but really it's, it's about how can you continue to grow what you're feeling compelled to grow. I love that because it's easy to say, well, I want to be Jared or I want to be, you know, whatever the, the person, you know, Beyonce or whoever it is you look to. And it's like, we don't need another one of those. We need you. We need your unique voice because God created you for that. So, so we need that. Well said. Yeah. And yeah, I, I'm guilty of it too. Oh, I need to 
look like this person. I need oh, to, yeah. you know, make money like this person. I need to have success <laughs> like this person. Um, no, you know, maybe, maybe I just need to be kind to my friends and love my wife and love my kids and be responsible. <laughs> you know, yeah, maybe that's, that's what I need to do. And that, that's an encouragement to someone else who's saying, Hey, I'm struggling with that, but I, you know, appreciate the way that Jerry does it. And, yeah. yeah, I want to be like Jerry. So, oh, um, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, again, you know, we all want to be like Jerry, and we should. Yes, it's like Mike or Gatorade. Well, be like Mike. Be like Jerry. Be like Jerry. Be like Jerry. Played by Danny DeVito. <laughs> but we, we should sell T-shirts that are like fake stains on them. Like, you know, beyond <gasps> hey. the show. Yes. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. If, well, we'd at least have three people buying them. So yeah, yeah, yeah they'll sell. <laughs> <laughs> Might be able to convince my wife to buy one. You never know. Oh. It's like what teespring.com or something where you can like throw up an idea and if people oh, buy yeah. the t-shirts, they'll actually print them. But if they don't, then you're not losing anything. Hey, so maybe that's yeah. a safe way to create that t-shirt. Teespring.com. Come on as a sponsor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I appreciate the fact you've spent so much time with us, but I know that, you know, we probably need to get you back to your daughter cause she's waiting on you somewhere. But uh, just thrilled to death you came on and, and everything you shared. If, if you're not familiar with uh, Jared and everything that he does, um, what's a good way to get a hold of you and contact with you and, and just stay in touch? Well, the first place is beyondtherut.com. Check out this episode and all <laughs> yes. that it has to offer and any of the other episodes and all they have to offer. And then uh, once you're done, you know, or you've run out of episodes for the time being, then we have a show called Star of the Doubts, which you're welcome to check out, starofthedoubts.com. And then we do a, an event called Podcast Movement, which is more for uh, people who are into podcasting, and that's at podcastmovement.com. You're welcome to check that out as well. But regardless, yeah, I'd love to hear from you. I'm on Twitter, and uh, you know, I, tr I try to uh, chat with Jerry whenever I can and, <laughs> you know, join in the, the fun Nutella tweets that we do it's 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 a blast for everyone involved hashtag do you even nutella bro yes yes <laughs> that is that is the hashtag and yeah you'll just have to search that hashtag to oh, it'll, it'll be a link in the show understand. notes jared <laughs> <laughs> as it should awesome any final words of advice before we sign off jared final words of advice is back to what we were talking about earlier is is if you're feeling stuck you're in a rut don't worry about taking on more responsibility uh, just focus on how you can be responsible with the things that are right in front of you. And that is being brave. That's being courageous. And that's going to help you. Uh, being a good steward and responsible of the things right in front of you will open up new opportunities when you are ready, but not a day too soon. So don't worry about massive action for all these other things. Just just focus on what can I do to, to be responsible for what's right in front of me. That is moving beyond the rut. Good stuff. Awesome. Thank you, Jared. And thank you for listening to episode 39 of Beyond the Rut podcast. You can find the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 039. Best way you can support our show right now is to share us with your friends, your family, your coworkers, and even that guy across the street that you've always wanted to say hi to, but you're just too nervous. Go over there and say, hey, there's this cool podcast. It's called Beyond the Rut. You should check it out. And then he'll think you're awkward and weird. <laughs> <laughs> just go with it. One way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't done that with my show, so I'm going to do that. I'm going across the street. I, I can't even finish the outro. Uh, let's see Shout out to my neighbor. She does listen. She's okay. across the street. Awesome. Uh, also, with that said, uh, go to iTunes, leave us a review, a rating, and subscribe to us if you haven't yet. And uh, if there's anything you wish we had asked Jared 
or anything you want us to tackle in a future episode, give us a call at 361-596-3788, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks. Bye-bye. Wow, that, that's awesome, dude. Thanks for joining us. I'd be interested in coming back. Sorry, I got a uh, little oh. phone there. Oh, that was you. Uh, <laughs> we both looked at each other and said, what? <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. I'm pointing uh, at Brandon like, how could you, Brandon? <laughs> yeah, editor, clean that up. So, uh, but you know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Capshow team today and join me inside that community.